and um, I hear the first officer call out. And, and the first officer jumps on the radio and he screams, holy sh**, it's the goat man. And I mean, it's just like everything went quiet. My, I, I could hear the ringing in my ears and I could feel my heart race and so I hit my light and I went flying up there. I'd been told by some old, older people, elders, that you grab them and you hold them and you, you, you don't own them but you, you hold them there until daylight if you can hold them or pull it in, pull them into the light it uh, destroys anything they have. Uh, any kind of power or anything that, or anything they were trying to do to you, it'll, it'll destroy them. This guy was like bouncing. Like, you know, like how you, you see people kind of getting ready to jig? You know how they kind of bounce? Yeah, he was like that way. He was just kind of bouncing and he was just kind of going back and forth and one foot to the other. And, uh, and he just kind of turned sideways and he turned back over to the other way. And, and, uh, he took off, holy shit, he jumped in Wanda. This is Lodge Tales. I'm your host, Rod Williamson, and thanks again for joining us on another episode. If you are Native American and you'd like to come on the show to share your strange and paranormal experiences, please consider emailing us at lodgetales at gmail.com. All right, we're back at it again, folks. This week we have uh, Dorian Cummins. He's he's a Pawnee, and uh, I've been in contact with him for a while now. And um, we talk about some stories with Bigfoot. He tells his his stories. I tell one of mine. And uh, toward the end there, we talk about all these landmarks that the Blackfeet have, and a little about Aniskums and stuff. So that's yeah, a pretty good episode. And Sorry for the delay on this this one being released. I had some scheduling issues pop up and a lot of work, you know, real life stuff kind of got in the way. But uh, here we are. So let's go ahead and get into it with Dorian. All right, welcome back to Lodge Tales, everyone. Tonight we got Dorian with us, and uh, he's going to share some stories about Bigfoot and some other things probably here. So uh, I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself. Go ahead, Dorian. Hey, how you doing tonight, Rod? Doing good. <laughs> um, I'm actually excited to do this. It's um, it's an honor, and I'm uh, I'm humbled, and I'm just excited to be here. Hell yeah! Good. Well, it's good to have you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, l- I'd like to preface this first. Um, I am the definition of a concrete Indian. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I'll I'll just be honest about that. I'm really removed from my culture. I was uh, raised in New Orleans, and um, my only knowledge of the culture was uh, going to the old powwow, the homecoming, you know, but it's at the ball field in Pawnee. It's not really, uh, I don't get a wealth of knowledge by, by going to it, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so being the concrete Indian I am, uh, during the summers, uh, when I was a boy, say, um, between the ages of like 8 and 13, I had a cousin, and he lived about two hours north. And so I would spend time 
in the country, not in the city. And we would kind of trounce around and shoot a sh shotgun and try to hunt squirrels and things of that nature. All the things boys do in the country, right? Yeah. So that's the extent of my hunting knowledge, right? <laughs> so fast forward, we get to uh, high school. And I have a friend of mine. His name's Derek. <laughs> and uh, he was a big hunter. And him and his father used to go. There's this place. It's in State Line, Mississippi. And it's Derek's father's friend. He owned a bunch of land up there. So we didn't need, like, tags or anything. It was just he let us hunt on his property. So I talked to him and, you know, taking me one year. <laughs> and, uh, you know, convinced him I was a good hunter. I convinced myself I was a good hunter. But uh, anyway, so we, I could talk myself into going on a hunt trip. So we go to State Line, Mississippi. Now, the very first night we got there, okay, so you know how a lot of these big guy stories, you, you always hear, like, the, they something happened years past in their memory. They didn't know that that was the big guy involved until they hear, like, oh, I didn't know he made those noises or they throw rocks or, or the smells or what have you. But once you get a little bit of knowledge you're like oh wow that's what that was right yeah so kind of that that kind of comes into this story so the very first night we're uh shining for rabbits <laughs> and there's this creek that ran through the property so we're kind of hugging the creek and and shining <laughs> so we started hearing these splashes these goosh and it was kind of um, heavy objects hitting the water. Yeah. So, so I asked my friend Derek, I said, uh, are those deer? Like, I thought we were kind of like just jumping deer. This is where my mind was. I, I thought the deer were jumping in the river, getting away from us. So I asked him, I was like, are those deer? And he's like, no. <laughs> But he didn't look too sure of himself either. So I was kind of like getting a little nervous. Yeah. So we will keep walking up and there's, there's another couple splooshes, right? Hey. And so I'm, I'm like, what is that? And he's he didn't have an answer. He's like, I don't know. So I was like, man, so I was starting to hit the panic button. And then Rod, right behind me, Mm -hmm. A big splash, boosh, right? And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and we just hightailed it right back to the cabin. I don't know. We, I still to this day, uh, didn't see anything, you know. That's all I heard was the splashes. But but keep that in your pocket because this, the, you know, the hunting trip gets crazy. Mm -hmm. So so the next day we do the morning hunt, and I uh, didn't really see anything or anything. But as we're coming back to the cabin, and it's like, I don't know, around noonish, uh, something jumps in front of the truck. And, and, and it, it happened real fast. So we're, we're going down this little dirt road. It was a barbed wire fence to our right. And, and it was like something ran, but it made a leap, hit the road, and then another bound, and, like, it took off. But like I said, it happened so fast. 
<laughs> my buddy Derek hits the brakes and we lock up and we come to a stop and we just kind of stared at each other like and, and it was a massive object by the way I mean it was huge it was like a, 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 a kind of uh, uh, how would I put it I would relate it to it was about as wide as the truck Ooh. but 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 it kind of seemed like it was like long ways like not coming at us right mm-hmm. but it was tall too but it's if i had to guess it was on all fours whatever it was and it had uh so, so it leaps right and it's out of there he comes to the stop we both staring at each other like man i was what the heck you know and so we go to the cabin now the gentleman's property that we're hunting on We'll we'll call him Bob. Mm-hmm. Bob Bob shows up, and uh, we're we're still excited about what just happened. And he's like, "What's going on?" And uh, so we kind of told him. Now we we we're not even thinking about the night before with the splashes and stuff. We, just so we we were all excited, and we told him what it was. Now he was really dismissive. Like right away, he was like. Oh, that was old Timberwolf. <laughs> and, you know, and I mean, I'm not the biggest hunter in the world, but I, that wasn't a wolf. I mean, it was huge. And he then he starts look kind of thinking, and he's like, well, what color was it? And I said, uh, it was kind of like the color of the, the butt of your gun. It was like that stain, kind of like that cherry hardwood kind of look. Yeah. Kind of like a brownish red. Uh-huh. So when I said that to him, he kind of looked at me weird, and he still just shook his head. He was like, oh, old Timberwolf. But I got a weird feeling that he wasn't saying something, right? Yeah. You know? It, like, like he wanted to for a second, and then he, <laughs> then he thought better about it. You know? Like, oh, I thought he was about to say something, but he didn't. So this is where the story gets weird. Now, I'm not saying it's related to any of this or or Biggie or whatever, but the the guy's wife ends up being found murdered like six months later, like shot execution style in the back of the head. Oh, like man. the weirdest story you ever hear in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And they're blaming this guy, Bob. And he's still never been found. He's on the FBI most wanted list. Now, his 2,000 acres butted up to like a national park or wildlife center or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and since this was like a weird a murder investigation, well, this, the state ended up getting the land. And he kind of, so, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying A plus B equals C, but it's a weird story, right? Yeah. And even at the funeral, like my friend's mother said, it was like military guarded, and and it was just weird. And I mean, I don't know what you make of that, but but it makes a weird story. And like some people say, weirdness tends to follow other weirdness, right? Yeah. But looking wow. back at it, you know, Rod, you, you hear the splashes. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, I was I'd 
probably think they were aggravated with us going through there and throwing stuff. <laughs> and then, like, maybe he jumped in front of the truck the next day as we were going back. You know, these are all speculations and that, but when I look back on it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I wish I would have had a little more knowledge then than as I do now, you know, I would have went at things a little bit differently. Yeah, that's, that's really strange. I wonder what the, if there is a connection, I wonder what it would be, you know. Right. Like what would he be on was he uh, on the good side, the bad side, or did he not know anything at all? Or what the heck? <laughs> yeah, that's a strange one, man. I wonder. Wow. I know. And and the lady was the nicest lady. I I, I mean, I can't imagine a what or how and and the fact that he still to this day rod never been found now they said he killed her because uh he wanted to land or something but why would he leave and never try you know i don't know i don't get it yeah huh i wonder if uh geez i wonder if that bigfoot had something to do with his disappearance <laughs> <laughs> or, or, yeah or he, did he know something yeah, did they <laughs> silence them all? I mean, what the... You know, because yeah. we can go down that conspiracy way, too. And, you know, if you open that book, there's a lot of, you know, crazy things that have happened to people that are, you know, witnesses. And they, I don't know, they dig too much. They find out too much. Whatever it is. And, uh, you know, you'll hear all these stories if you if you dig into it more that, well, people being kind of silenced, threatened. You know, don't talk about this anymore. You know, right. There's that, a lot that's of why, stories yeah. like that. Yeah, his name will always be Bob. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want anything ever coming back on me. <laughs> yeah, that's a strange one, man. Jeez, what happened to that land? The state owns it now. Uh, yeah, or or the um, or if it was like a U.S. you know uh, fish and wildlife game like place or something it's a nat or a, i don't know if it's a national or a state park but whatever it is they accumulated it yeah yeah huh. so do that man yeah that is a strange one huh jeez we may never know what the hell happened there <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> uh but i'll tell you what if, I, if now that i'm looking back on it I mean, something was throwing rocks at us or boulders or whatever. There wasn't, you know, those splat when stuff makes a splash yeah. and you you hear that void and mm-hmm. then nothing and then you'll hear it come back down. <laughs> well, that's what, I mean, it was, it was weighted objects, whatever it was. And how long did the they live there? Oh. oh, they lived there shoot, forever because I would always hear about his hunting stories. It was a good friend of mine, this guy, Derek. And he would always tell me stories as growing up, you know, like, and he would show me his first deer and this and that. Like, and they were all at this land. So he knew that land well. He he knew probably yeah. everything about it. You know, and I asked him, I, I seen him about two years ago, and I asked him about, you know, does he remember, you know, what does he remember? And, and he he didn't kind of want to go the Bigfoot route, but mm-hmm. he did. He did remember the splashes, and then he remembers hitting the brakes, but he doesn't remember like kind of what he saw. 
it's kind of weird. I don't know. I wouldn't make it that either. Yeah, those big wolves, they, you know, they could be the size of a calf, you know, a little bigger, whatever. But you're saying this thing was massive, so it, <laughs> it couldn't be, in my mind, it couldn't be a wolf. I, I would rule that out. You know, if we're looking at it kind of logically, and you said it's as wide as a truck, jeez. You know, yeah, it it was like a '90s Pathfinder. You know those old Nissan Pathfinders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was like at least that wide. Wow. You know, and it was tall. Yeah, it it just oof. <laughs> it gives me chills. I just went back there. Right, it gave me chills for a second. <laughs> you know, and bears ain't. You know, they're big, but. Not as big as something you're describing either in my mind. Maybe one of those Kodiak bears, but Jesus, those are pulling up in Alaska. Yeah, I think all we have is black bear down there. And you know, they ain't that fast. You're saying it just kind of... Oh, it was lightning. Wow. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I would think it's, you know... Not that I'm prone to thinking every, everything out there is, you know, Bigfoot or something strange, but that definitely sounds something like it, you know? In, in my mind, yeah. it does. Yeah, yeah. It, it it definitely, uh, like I said, I didn't realize any of it. Like, I didn't even think any of that until a couple of years ago as I was listening to these podcasts and different stories and stuff. And then, like, the light bulb went off. I was like, oh, my God, that's what went down. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, with my little thing, too, where I think I walked into that little ambush area where one was hunting because everything was quiet. I didn't know what to make of that for years, man. That happened in, let's see, 2004. It was just spring getting into summer of 2004. And where are we at now? That was 19 years ago and maybe just this past, I don't know, seven months? Past year, I guess it'd be. You could say within the past years when I finally made sense, like, wait a minute now, there was more going on there. <laughs> you know, because I never thought about it. I, I didn't give it two thoughts, to tell you the truth. And now that I look back on it, and my wife has a a story about that. I'm going to get her on here too one of these days and have her tell her story. She was, you know, paced by one, chased by one too. <laughs> and in that same area where I was at is where it started. <laughs> And so, and she actually seen it. She's seen the thing, and I, I didn't get to see it, but it was so quiet there. My, I, I don't know, man. If anybody else has been around those things, I don't know if this happens to them, but I, something happened to my hearing too. Like I, I don't know. It's like you know when you go on an airplane and there's like pressure in your ears. It's kind of like how it was. Yes. And everything was quiet, man. Like quiet, and it's. It's really not that quiet down there. You hear a lot of animals, you know, down in that area I'm talking about to medicine. There's a lot of, you know, insects. There's just a lot of life down there. And right. To even hear that, you could hear the river from where I was at. And even for that to go quiet, how? <laughs> and, and isn't it funny how, like you said, you didn't go Bigfoot in your mind at the time. But when you look back now, isn't it funny how you have that clear, great of a memory of that incident? Yeah. Even though you weren't thinking that at the time. But look how that memory has stuck with you. Well, it was kind of traumatic is why, you know. I was really scared. I was scared of that, whatever happened there. Because... How it lured me into that area was it broke branches, right, from like 12 feet up. And they were green broke branches. And 
I studied them. I was hunting. I stepped over one at first. It was across the trail I was walking on. And I thought, wait a minute. Why is that big branch there? I just like <laughs> stopped and I just let go. You know, because I was getting close to an area where I knew there's a lot of deer that hung out. I just totally let that. You know, we call it being tactical in the Marines. I just let all my tactical stuff go. And I was like, wait a minute now. I put my rifle over my shoulder on the sling and I'm just looking at this thing like, what the hell? I stopped snooping and pooping. I'm just walking around all loud. I don't even care anymore because I was so curious about that thing. And when I looked, it was, they were all broke in a trail, like in a line through the woods. And there's no trail there, but there was just all broke, like natural little clearings. But yeah, when I followed it, I just kept walking because I was so curious. Like oh. the first one I looked at, I made sure that, you know, maybe the neighbor didn't rope it and was breaking branches down there, just messing around, maybe testing his horse. I have no idea. I was trying to make sense of it, but I didn't see anything on there like the where it could have been broke. I knew the wind couldn't have done it because of the, well, the, the trees were about 30 feet high, and these were broke up about 12 feet high. And there's no way a man could do that if it would take three men just, like, really, really bouncing and hanging on it, you know, to, to do that. And it, I just couldn't explain it. That's why I was you know, stumped and looking at them all, and I start following them down, and sure enough, like I, it led me into this area where my rifle wasn't even, like I couldn't pull my rifle to, to aim in on anything, it was so narrow, there was so they much pinned, brush. They got pinched in. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, when I look back, I always think, geez, it probably just would wait for a deer to come and just reach out and grab it, you know, whatever. That's kind of the impression I get, because now that the branches did they stop where they you were falling them as they were broke now when you got in that little pinched area was there no more broke branches exactly where they stopped it was right there wow in that little danger <laughs> area creepy. yeah that little bottleneck <laughs> that's where they stopped and so what'd you do well i got to the end of it and i start thinking because i wasn't even paying attention to my surroundings i was looking at those trees down mainly you know and i was just walking then i got to the point where i'm like oh shit I back I mean because I backed up and my rifle was right there man and I was just I after after that I was look everywhere I looked my rifle looked in and I realized like there's something wrong with my ears I couldn't hear like everything was quiet I got so spooked man I was so scared you know I grew up in those woods and nothing like that ever happened ever that's why it was so wow. so uh I don't know jarring I guess well see I want to say you didn't make heads or tails of it either right to this day, well, when I seen that area, that danger, and I backed out of that, I backed out about 50 feet from it, and I kept staring at it, and at my nephews or kids, and they're always going down there swimming, and I thought, man, if there's something here, I gotta see what it is, and, you know, I gotta, we'll try to clear it, to make sure that my nephews don't get hurt or something, I didn't Wow, know. that's where you went, huh? Yeah, I went around, I, like, went all the way around this really bad area of uh rose hip bushes where man they were just sticking me everywhere but it was the only way to get through that but i i stopped a little bit i was like wait a minute i can't go this way it's just too much so i backed out and I went all the way around out to this clearing down on this fence line and back up the other side of it and i finally found where i was at where i was looking into this place and that's when i stumbled onto this weird trail that like where i was walking where they stopped in that little bottleneck there's this really weird trail that I almost passed. Like, if you don't approach it from that one side, you'd miss it. I don't know, gotcha. Because they were, it was in a circle, 
it was made in a circle like uh into this Ooh, all of this creepy. brush yeah so it was <laughs> hidden like you only see it for a split second and it's gone but the trail that's how the trail went it was in a circle it was circular that made like this spiral back so oh, wow. i started following it but i didn't see any tracks on the ground but i started following it because that was what was on the other side that little pinch point and so once i followed it back it led into this really dark dark area of it was a she's like like a hole in all of this brush it almost seemed like a cave in the brush like made out of the brush and <laughs> i wouldn't go in there man i just i was so scared man i couldn't go in there i just i just couldn't i i, I finally i backed out backtracked all the way back around and i never went back to hunting that area again you know i, I just i just couldn't do it man i was trying to clear it but i couldn't bring myself to go in there and, and do it it was too scary and, and it was so, so quiet <laughs> What, what what made you put the, what gave the light bulb off when you were watching something or you listened to something and then you went oh my gosh that's what happened to me well i don't know i mean just knowing that that place was so quiet oh, your wife and then your wife said that she saw one in the same spot right from where the broke branches started wow. is where she's seen one and what was it doing heck it was like standing on this branch like high up about 12 feet up standing on a branch where its arms are above its head grabbing another branch and it was rocking making that whole freaking tree move oh god yeah it was a smaller one it was small it wasn't like a you know seven feet eight feet right. it was like about five feet you know it was but she said it was really really strong and when she looked at it it looked at her and it she said it like kind of like pondered like hmm should i should i go after her what should i do here <laughs> and the interesting thing is is we had gotten a fight that day an argument and i went to town and she was out there all by herself wow yeah <laughs> and anyways um she went for a walk down there you know just to clear her mind she was saying she's like, you know i was just kind of still feeling our argument so i just went for a walk but she got to the point down that little road where you know it got quiet on her too and that's when she started looking around and she noticed it up there and it was it started shaking that whole tree then looking at her you know and you know it's the scary part rod is how many times nobody looks up i know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah but Didn't see when, about that. when she seen it and it seen her and it kind of pondered she just started running she just broke off and run back to that house on that road back up and the thing she said what scared her what actually made her run after it was looking at her let me go back is uh when it was looking at her kind of pondering if it should go after her she said it jumped well stepped off that branch and fell to the ground but when it did that it didn't make any noise and it was gone she couldn't see it anymore but the brush ain't that thick right there you could see something down there but that's just like oh, it was, wow so she ran and then she could hear it on the side of her chasing her but it was in the brush it wouldn't go on the road was this still couldn't see it yeah she could she gets all the way up to that house and those dogs start coming they hear her and they start wow barking past her and she thinks that the dog saved her but i'm thinking to myself those dogs are just as scared of those things too well anyways <laughs> yeah right they come running don't must have not knew what was behind her must have thought it was i don't know other wild dog something but she ran up that thing and they passed her but as soon as she was still running to that house shit them dogs turned around and were right with her they didn't they didn't go down there what yeah 
<laughs> well, well at, at least they comforted her on the run home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, dogs are scared of those things too. They, they won't they act different too around them, you know. So, uh, yeah, and, and it sounds like they at least they were keen on it, right? They yeah. they picked it up. Yeah. There was something that they seen and sensed or whatever. Wow, you know, but she couldn't see it the whole time, right? Uh-uh, not when it was pacing her. She couldn't really wow. see it. She could hear it, though. But, you know, right they, next to her? Yeah, well, about, what, 15 <laughs> yards into the, nice. the woods there? But the other thing, too, is that I go back to, let's see, when I was in high school, about around my senior year, when was that? I don't know, boot leave in 95? Anyways, it was in the 90s, mid-90s somewhere. And uh, I went with my dad down to the bottom there where all this took place but it was a little south of this area and we have a clearing down there and the neighbors got a clearing on the other side well we went down there and we had this little place where we'd build a fire and yeah i was young and i'd drink beer anyways but anyway <laughs> we were sitting down there and i was sipping on one i didn't trying to get drunk i was just drinking i really didn't like how they tasted at that time anyways right. i was just barely drinking it and uh but my dad wanted to visit me and he was drinking i just grabbed one just because he anyways sitting there by that fire and he said hey ron he says i was out here uh i need to show you this I'm like what and uh he turned on his lights his headlights that shine past the fire well over the fire and then into those woods he said come here what do you make of this and you know what he showed me man he showed what? me one of those branches broke that i seen <gasps> years later no way. it's the first time i ever seen something like that but i just wrote it off at that time, I didn't really think too much about it, like at all. What was your response? I was wonder how that happened. And he <laughs> said, I don't know. He said, I always think about this, and I can't figure it out myself. <laughs> he just couldn't figure it out. He said, but look how they're broke. He says, I don't, I don't understand this. And I told him. At least he was honest, you know. He didn't try to, like, spin a, a tail or something. Well, I don't know. What is it, Dad? I don't know either. <laughs> I was asking yeah. you. Yeah, well, see, he's seen one, him and his girlfriend, too, down at the bridge, which would be further north of this area, about maybe a mile, mile and a half down at the bridge. And they were walking down this. I was fishing above those cliffs, and they walked down below the cliffs and crossed the river. In the middle of the river, there was a, a tree, like a stump, kind of wedged. They sat on that to soak their feet. They just took their shoes, socks off, and <laughs> he said he looked across, and there it was. It was up against those that cliff wall, like standing up against it with its arms out to its sides, with its palms face or touching the the cliff, <laughs> like like trying to act like you can't see me. <laughs> it's just all still and it wouldn't move. He said, uh, he because he come back up that he said, hey Rod, Rod, we just seen a Bigfoot down there. I said what? He said yeah. I said, what was it doing? I said where at? He said right here. And I was kind of peeking over those cliffs, but you can't see from where I was at or where we were at. And I said, well, what did it do? He says, nothing. It just stared at us. I said, did it move? He said, just its eyes. He says, as we were walking out there, it's the only, I said, well, how do you know? Was it kind of lo looking around at it? Said, he says, no, because it never took its eyes off me. It just stared at, you know, me and Carol the whole time. <laughs> but he said it didn't even move. Just his eyes did he, moved. Did he, did he say, like, look how big it was? Yeah, he said it was huge. He's about eight feet tall. He says it was this big. And it was dark. It had black black hair on it. You know, he said it was, and, it was big. And just stood there like a statue. Yeah, just still. But this, this huge thing just standing there. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, that they're, they're down hey, in that area, too. I was about to say, man, it sounds like you're in a pretty hot area. <laughs> well, see, we don't mess with it anymore. Like, I've been down there recently. We we went down. I had to go in um, not too far from where I seen those broke branches. I had to meet my cousin down there for something. I guess kind of keep that private, but we were doing, like, you know, we went down right. and prayed and stuff. But anyways, that that was the last time, and now... It's really, really grown over. There's more, more trees. There's more brush. You know, it's it's more thick. Well, you know what else I just thought of? That's kind of freaky about that rod. Is okay. You know this, okay? As a hunter, okay. So if, if they're leading prey <laughs> with broke branches, like a little trail to lead you something to a choke point, well deer aren't gonna look yeah. up and you know like <laughs> yeah. why you get where i'm going with that yeah i i've thought That's about that weird. i've thought about that like why would you put broke branches for a deer like, <laughs> right. deer ain't gonna or care anything. about that or yeah they're not gonna <laughs> maybe it wasn't for the deer but that little place would have been perfect for it to reach out and snatch <laughs> something maybe it was for people Jeez, i don't know but i i got the the hell out of there <laughs> well, right. I, I checked I, it a little bit but i just couldn't man i couldn't stay there i just couldn't it was too too scary man like in a broad daylight it was, i was just scared though and and it's not like you say those words too often either right like where you you get scared all of a sudden no we geez, i walk around out there at night and there's a lot of people that won't even do that i'll go you know go out there at right. night you know, by myself sometimes even walking around out there but i don't don't bother me you know you hear all these stories about things happening out there but still it's just i, I was never scared of it but <laughs> like i said that was the only time that's ever happened and i was she's terrified wow. i was really really scared <laughs> it's like being spooked it's like when you're actually getting spooked by something and you know there's something bad around like that fear that you get it's almost to the point where you want to run and just you know fight or flight it's that type of fear that i was suppressing just to make sure the only reason i was doing being brave was for my nephew you know i right. wanted to make sure let's they say bravery is love you know <laughs> love right. is bravery. That was... that, that's all that kept me down there man <laughs> yeah. wow that's a good story it was pretty intense I, i'll never forget that and like i said that was in 2004 but i remember like it was yesterday man it was you know it's easy to remember things and you're scared like that they kind of oh, imprint yeah. on you you know yeah, it does something with your brain. I'm sure it, it puts it in some kind of category where, like, kind of like either remember or learn or do something with us. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was my only time, and I like I said, I didn't see anything either. But looking back, I think that was right. some because, well, all the things that line up. My wife's seen some. My dad's seen some. And him showing me that branch before, you know. Right. And and the fact that it was up in the tree, on a branch. So obviously, <laughs> that's kind of their thing. And then jump down and make no noise and disappear. Wow, that that yeah, happens that, too. <laughs> yeah, that goes down a whole nother rabbit hole. Yeah, I just I don't know how the you know what was it doing? How did it disappear? Did it like get down on its stomach? I mean, was it doing that weird little finger toe crawl thing on its stomach? I mean, how the hell? 
Right. And then finally well, you know, start chasing her. Well, she couldn't see it because she was running, of course, and wasn't taking the time to look, but she could hear it. That's so th- speaking of like, uh, like, yeah, like you can't see it, right? Well, all right. So I, I, I gotta, I'm gonna go with number two, right? My, this is now this story happened to me right here in my, uh, my own home. I live about an hour north of New Orleans mm-hmm. and my backyard has a little patch of woods, but these, this patch of woods runs like long ways along this highway and two miles down the road is a state park. So, I mean, it's wooded, but I'm not like in the woods per se. Right. Mm-hmm. Like on the outskirts. So, all right. So I, I I'm kind of in a, like a alley, uh, like looking out for UFOs and weird stuff like that. Like I was into like, um, Dr. Stephen Greer, I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he has like this weird group where they do like the CE5 stuff. Yeah. And then where they kind of like meditate and then they send up like a mental road flare or something like that, like kind of like the mental image of where they are on Earth. And supposedly these UFOs or entities or stuff kind of respond they were getting action with it right mm-hmm. so i was like man i'll try it you know and uh i'm not big in the meditation at all right right yeah so i was like well, i'll try it so i was trying it so i did it a few times and i don't know if i was really getting any ufos down there or anything but it was fun i was meditating and i was outside doing things it was it was productive things i was doing right Mm -hmm. so one night and now mind you i've been doing this for about a week and now by spending hours outside behind the house staring at nothing in the sky i started hearing stuff in the woods like I, I swear, I thought there was a person back there, like spying on us or something. Like I could hear, like walking, you know, like somebody walking around back there. Mm. And I was like, you know, like, but I could never. There was nothing like flashlights or anything. And you know, I, I would yell out, like, you know, there's nothing. So then I thought maybe it was just deer. Or, we get like hogs from time to time crawling and come tear the yard and stuff. So I was thinking maybe it's something like that. So, one night we're back there, and I'm back there with my girlfriend, and we're just down staring up at the sky, at stars, and here comes the bipedal stuff again. And I swear, Rod, this bipedal, it's not, I mean, it's the proverbial crunch, 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 right? Like deer or hogs don't walk like that, right? Yeah. So, so now uh, about an hour or two earlier, my neighbor, not to the the very next door to the right, but down at the end of the street on the corner, they got a couple dogs. And one's a little bit bigger dog, one's like a little yipper. Well, this dog was yipping all night. And it was I was kind of aggravating me. Cause I'm trying to star watch and look for aliens, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so this dog's yipping. Well, 
all of a sudden the, that bipedal stuff starts heading towards the yiffin and it, it kind of like it didn't dawn on me till it was getting close to the dog and uh the next thing you know by all intents and purposes you, you hear that dog being murdered like it was all you hear you hear like it went from yipping to the you know the whimpering you know like it sounded yeah like the dog was getting i don't know it was die something was attacking so my girlfriend starts running towards that direction and just yelling at thin air was, no stop don't kill the dog well it does its thing for another couple seconds and then it sounds like a freaking elephant leaving i mean just mm. it, whatever that slow crunch well it didn't leave like that i mean it left and it let everybody know it was leaving i mean it just it was weird it just mowed everything down but i never did see anything okay yeah. so i was like wow that was, did that just happen and then of course my mind is going where i was like no way you know, Southeast Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm on a Sasquatch down here. Mm-hmm. So, but so, so we're night, and and so we debated on whether to go to the neighbors and tell them what we just heard, right? But we didn't. <laughs> well, the next morning, we take a walk down there, and it's like early in the morning. And I see there's a kennel outside, like in the driveway, right? Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, no, no way. So a little bit later, my girlfriend calls over there. And um, we'll say the lady's Mary. Her name's Mary. So she calls Mary and says, uh, hey, is everything okay? You know, <laughs> we, we kind of heard something last night. And... We just wanted to make sure your dog okay. And she was like, wow, that's so weird that you called because, um, no, um, apparently they brought it to the, it was alive, but it was like in bad shape, apparently. So they brought it to the vet and uh, the vet like put it down like almost mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. So the vet said it had like it had massive internal bleeding. Uh, the front two legs were broken and paralyzed <laughs> and mm-hmm. the things that I was having seizures all day so I, you know but no no puncture wounds no scratches no blood you know it wasn't it was just I don't know that you, what do you make of that one but but whatever it was I heard that dog die, uh, and the rhino in the woods so, so my girlfriend doesn't want to just come out and say, you know, we think Bigfoot killed your dog. <laughs> so she's like, yeah. well, that's weird, you know, and I'm so, so sorry. She was like, man, I, I wish you would have called or came over no matter what time it was. And uh, she says, uh, my girlfriend kind of said we thought we heard some somebody walking back there. Well... Mary has an older aunt that lives with her. Mm-hmm. 
and she's in, I want to say, her late 70s. And she said, like, two weeks before this, her aunt says, okay, so now their, their fence, that they back up to these same woods, their, their fence is like a chain-link fence, mm-hmm. so you can see through it, right? So, oh, a couple of weeks earlier, Mary's aunt, who's blind, okay, says, um, Mary, I, somebody's staring at us in those woods. And, and her aunt's like, what? She's like, she's like, yeah, um, my aunt was like, there's a seven-foot homeless man staring at us in the woods, right? Okay, so why does she say that, right? And she, and she doesn't listen to the podcast I listen to, you know? So, so she says this, and then this is, it gets even weirder. So then she says, uh, well, I guess they ended up just saying come over. So my girlfriend goes down there and starts start talking to her. Well, then she says, well, come look at this. So they walk around the back and behind. Hello? Yeah. Okay. So, so they walk around the back and in about, I want to say about 20 yards behind that chain link fence mm-hmm. is like a four foot weird teepee looking structure thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, not like big enough for to get in it, mm-hmm. but what is it? <laughs> and and she's got kids, and, and she says, uh, I asked my kids if they made that, and they said no, and then we're scared of those woods. We don't even go in there and play. <laughs> so so we got a, a blind lady who senses uh, a seven-foot homeless man staring around. Yeah. Where there's a TV structure, and about where that dog got murdered. <laughs> so, so wait. So this is where it gets good. So I think, you know, I'm on defense mode now, right? I'm sharpening sticks, rod. I'm I'm acting <laughs> like I'm trouncing through the woods like Rambo. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm looking at crap. And, and so I start taking my phone, taking pictures of that thing, right? Like taking pictures, like a. I start seeing all kind of weird stuff back there. Like, it was weird, right? It's like, they take, like, or something, takes these, like, uh, vines and branches, and they weave it together, and it makes, like, this weird stuff, dude. Like, like kind of almost, I don't know how to describe it. I'll send you some pictures. It's weird. And then, so I see the TV structure. I'm taking some pictures of it. And on my way back, I, I see this thing that looks like a if a it looks like a den of some sort. Right? It's like a bunch of down trees, but it's the way they're kind of positioned. And then there's other stuff mixed all up in it. It was just creepy looking, right? <laughs> so I started getting that creepy vibe. So I just take a couple pictures of it, and so I go back and then, and sure enough, man, I look in the picture. And, dude, there's, first of all, I didn't see any of this when I took the picture. I mean, it could have been there. I was kind of creeped out and took off. But there's a deer um, up in the tree, like, in between, like, kind of forking some branches. And it's got its, like, head twisted back. 
And I swear, you, you can see a biggie in the background, dude. Not like Ooh. like full, but you can see like a chicken wing, like an arm kind of behind the tree. So I know how this sounds and stuff. So I took that picture and sent it to all kind of people, like my dad, friends, like, and I wouldn't say anything about it first. So I'd say, hey, look at this picture. It called me back and tell me what you see. And uh, like nine out of 10 people were like, well, there's a deer in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Yeah. Now then, I nobody really. One guy pegged something behind it too, but but everyone saw the deer immediately. Like, well, that's weird. What is that? And I'm like, right. <laughs> I didn't see the deer, and I and I did go back there, but that was only because uh, my dad. This is where it kind of gets interesting. Like for me personally, because mm-hmm. I asked my my dad what to think about all this, right? Because so, I'm sharpening sticks like Rambo, you know, right? Like, I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I was like, Dad, what do you think? Honestly. And uh, he says, uh, Doran, why don't you uh, pray? Go back there. Sit down and pray. Ask. Ask for guidance or quite, you know. Yeah. That's what I would do. So, <laughs> that never, that thought had never occurred to me, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, all right, I'll do this. I got this in me. <laughs> so, so I buck myself up one day, and I go back into Creepyville. I mean, it's like it was like Blair Witch stuff back there. It's kind of crazy. So I sit down in the spot, and I'm at it. I'm just shut down, clear my mind. And so I had all these thoughts and ideas. I was what I was going to ask or do. But I start getting all these like, like weird Polaroid type uh, quick flashes, like in your mind's eye, right? Yeah. And, and it was kind of like of the the land that I was sitting on, but it was like a long, long, long time ago, right? Hmm. And then, and then this like this weird lady appears, and she's like pissed off and sad. And she's showing me pictures, like still shots of like all these animals like dying. And so I like, I don't know, I start freaking out and I, I open my eyes and I, I freak out and I just run home. Like, like beeline, like run straight home, right? Yeah. So I go jump in the bathroom and I just crank up the shower. So I just like, oh, I just wanted to take a shower for some reason. So I look in the mirror and Rod, I got hot all over me like i was broke out of heart i'm crying i'm like a shell of a guy i'm like what the heck is going on it's so i take the shower and i try to calm down so i'm like frick you know what do you make of this you know like who's the lady why am i crying um nothing about biggie you know but but what I took away from that rod was I don't think it was bigger than Biggie. And, and I don't think um, uh, my thoughts about him were were very fair or nice. And and I don't think he liked me trouncing around back there either. But but I, so I got a different, a whole different outlook and approach to the whole subject now. You know, like I don't think it's just some monkey running around the woods you know like, yeah. I, it, it just sent me in a little different 
direction. If you get my drift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look, the cool part is, is the neighbors, they're selling their house now. <laughs> they sold their house? No, they're it's on the market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't want nothing to do with that. No, no. And, but how cool is the, the, well, not cool, but the ant sensing something back there that's blind. There's something got to be with that, right? Yeah. I wonder, what do you make of that? I, I think she, well, you know, they, they're able to sense more things, they say, when you, know, when you lose a sense of, you know, sight or hearing or whatever. The other senses kind of amplify and pick other things up. I don't doubt her one bit that she knew there was something around. And uh, that that woman though that that almost makes me wonder if if it could be that lady they talk about that hangs around those Bigfoot too. I wonder if it could be her. Oh yeah, the woman in white, right? Yeah, could it be her? Well, you know, and, and then check this out. So like a week later, now I'm I'm out, I'm I'm done playing in the woods, but I was walking my dog, and we of course I'm walking kind of by that corner house. So I take the left and I'm going down the side street and um, I'm looking behind our house and I just there saw like, some creepy little patch of woods and I, it was right at twilight. So I took a pic, couple pictures and one of them didn't have a flash and one of them did. And I'm not real sure which one, the which, the one that came out, but sure enough, and like, I didn't see it right at the time, but when I was went home and looked at it, dude, right, there's a lady like poking behind from behind a tree just a face just the lady's face my i didn't even see it right yeah my girlfriend looks she's like these dudes look there's a lady right there and i looked i was like oh my god like like i like i said i didn't see it right there but i don't know what's up with that either has any other neighbors or anybody that you know of noticed a woman strange woman around there nobody's mentioned the woman but (laughs) <laughs> the, the neighbor to my left thinks there's a homeless guy that walks around the woods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just laughed. I just went with it. Yeah, I'm tired of being the weird dude on the block, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. You know, not all people see spirits either. You know, that that's another thing. And, you know, for you to be able to see them, there, there's... Uh, it's really strange. There's something up with that, too, I think. I don't know. Or what. sense it, right? Yeah. Like maybe the ant sensed the being or whatever it was, mm-hmm. just like it would be a spirit. Or maybe they take spirit form sometimes, right? Who knows, right? Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> like like your girlfriend didn't it dis it disappeared right in front of her. Mm-hmm. Didn't make no so, noise when it landed, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it's really interesting, man. That's it's a good story, man. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask you something, Rod. I saw something on TV today. Remember we talked about buffalo stones? Mm-hmm. Well, you were telling me about the big ones in Canada, right? Yeah. Well, I saw this thing on TV today, and they were talking about it, it was in Canada, and it was y'all's uh, try black Blackfoot or Blackfeet, mm-hmm. uh, you know, up there. Well, anyways. It was a giant old medicine wheel that's like four thousand years old, and like there's a bunch of stones in the middle. Is that what you were talking about? No, this. Uh, oh, geez, I want to say his name was Ryan Heavyhead. They were out looking for, because they they were going out a while back here, and they were going out to all these different sites, finding different um, 
Blackfeet historical sites, you know? And uh, he's the one I want to say that eventually they're out in this area looking where it was rumored to be or according to the old stories and they could never find this big buffalo stone and they just kept looking looking and here finally it dawned on them that they were standing right right there next <laughs> to it as like like you know like a big boulder you know from what i understand oh i got you but no that that medicine wheel that's at a whole different place too from what i understand i don't know very much about that i remember hearing something about it a while back but I'm, it's kind of a fuzzy memory i wouldn't want to yeah. speak too much on that from what they said, it, it, um, several different um, yeah, different tr- peoples have added a little something to it. But it's like an old medicine wheel. It looks like has a bunch of rocks that are in the center, mm-hmm. and then it makes like a big ring around it with a with uh, some like alleys coming and out in like a spoke, like a rim of a car kind of thing. I've always thought that was really interesting too. That that symbol that it's like a basically like a cross with a circle around it you know that symbol you can find that in kenya too there's a tribe over there that they make those symbols too i just thought that was always pretty weird that yeah some tribe way the hell over there has something similar to ours and and (laughs) it's old they they dated it like at least four thousand years old so I, I thought that was just cool i thought and he did say buffalo stones but he didn't know he's talking about. I guess right. <laughs> no, it could be. You know, like I said, I don't know really a lot about that. That one you're talking uh, about. You know, it could right. be that there's something. You know, Niskums over there. I, I don't know. That it started with the end, with the play, the where it was like Nuska. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to speak, but it, it was a started with an end. <laughs> there's a lot of interesting places like that, like that uh, Okotoks National Park. They say that that big rock that's there kind of broke up, started down here in the United States. There's a story that I know about that where Noppy, the old old guy that come around and te- taught us a lot of things, you know, and didn't turn bad at the end and the creator took him back. Well, at Lake Francis near a place called Valir, that's where they say the story with Noppy and the rock started and it chased him. <laughs> All the way up, he did a few things like gave it a hide and he took it back and all these. Anyways, that rock started chasing him from that lake and it made it, he chased him all the way up into Canada. And that's when those uh, <laughs> night hawks, they come and they, they uh, explode, basically chipped that rock away and kind of made it quit chasing him. But that park and that rock there, that's the story about that rock. <laughs> there's that's a lot a of these, story. there's a lot of these interesting areas like that around like uh that ryan heavyhead and them they found a lot of these places where noppy was walking you know a long time ago and he would stop he'd lay down in the grass and uh he'd see his imprint in the grass and he'd get up and he'd take rocks and he'd put it around his his imprint of his body well what's interesting about that is all these rocks that are that you find out there that are you know basically outlining a human shape they're all like 15 feet tall if that person was to stand up oh cool <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, i think a lot of that stuff's really interesting i'd like to see a lot of those myself like i said my my one i guess indiana jones when i started thinking about that guy and i was you know like finding cool <laughs> right. things like that I, i've always wanted to somewhere up in sweet pine up in cut canyon just right past red blanket 
back in there there's like this new camp area from what i understand just off the road but further back there's another campground way back there but back there i guess is where noppy hid the buffalo from the people and there was a cave back there and that's where he hit them all well the portal the entrance to the cave is 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 filled in caved in right but what if someday somebody found that i'd like to find it someday just look right. for it and I mean, I don't know how I'd go about digging it out, but it, it, to well, get in I, there. I was, yeah. <laughs> I'm just and, saying. And I'm, yeah, and I'm sure there'd be regulations. You'd have to be really quiet about doing it, too. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd just like to see that. I'd like to. What if somebody did stumble upon it someday, went down in there, and sure enough, there was a bunch of buffalo bones in there. That'd be really cool. Yeah. I mean, because. And a 15-foot-tall giant. <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know it's really interesting this to think of you know some of those things like that it's just it's really interesting i don't know i'd, I'd like to find it i'd like to find it but w when are you gonna have time to trance around right. Like, you know? <laughs> right and like you said you have, have to be some heck of homework to try to dig or you know where that location is you know this guy named wilbert fish is who told me about that he said his grandpa told him and he knew right where that portal was. Uh, well, you got a good starting spot, right? I know. I just got to find Wilbur. I don't know where Wilbert's at these days. Uh, last I heard, he moved off to Rez, but I have no idea where he's at. You know, I'd like to go find him. He taught me a lot. He used to teach classes down at the college about different uh, roots and stuff like that. And, geez, he taught me and my brother a bunch of stuff down there. It was, it's pretty cool. A lot of that stuff I still use today. You know? Okay. Yeah. Now I was a guy. Yeah, he was, and he was the one that told me that, and that's always kind of stuck with me, and that was in 2003 he was talking about that, so it really, yeah, it stuck with me, and I, I think about that, jeez, one of these days, what if somebody stumbles upon that? One of these days, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be fun, it'd be fun to go, go try to find that place. Yes, sir. Well, Dorian, let's, uh, let's end here, and, uh. Thanks for your stories and everything. If um, if we can do a part two with something else, I mean, let's go ahead and do it. And if, if you guys don't know, Dorian has his own podcast. It's called The Brave Awakenings. And him and I, you know, have become pretty good friends over the past few months. And we talk quite a bit, share stories and just whatever, you know, we talk. I'll be at work and he hears me pounding my flooring in. <laughs> He'll be at work, go <laughs> talk for a little bit or just whatever, you know. We've become pretty good friends. Someday he's going to come up and sweat with us, you know, if he can make it up this way. So whoever's listening, if my, my buddy's out there, you know who you are. We're going to go sweat with you. <laughs> he lives yes. across the mountains, but yeah, that's... Uh, well, I appreciate it, Rod, man. It's been a great experience, man. I, I had a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Where else can they find Brave Awakenings at? Don't you have a website Brave, now, huh? Yeah, well, I have a website up and also, but it's pretty much anywhere podcast players, you know, you can pick it up. All right. Well, guys, go check that guy out, too. I mean, there's there's a lot of interesting episodes he has. I listened to quite a few of them already, but um, yeah, Brave Awakenings. But, but thanks again, Rod. I had a great time, man. All right. Thanks, Dorian. Okay, Rod. All right. Good night. Good night. Yeah, that was Dorian. He's got a lot of good stuff on his podcast, too, if you guys want to see that or listen to that. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for having patience for me on this episode. 
and uh, I just appreciate all the support that I get from everybody, you know, I get a lot of feedback, um, the podcast is starting to grow a little more, and uh, I'm appreciative of all of it, it helps me to, well, stay motivated, keep going with it all, and I mean, it's it's really enjoyable, so I really don't mind doing it at all. I guess the challenge for me is finding uh, time because it's all self-produced. What do they call it? Executive produced by myself, you know, and I'm sitting here doing it all, trying to make it all, all happen every couple of weeks here. But uh, no, I really enjoy doing it. And if I had it my way, geez, I'd be releasing episodes every week. It's just not in the cards right now, I guess. But uh, again, thanks for being here. Thanks for supporting us. And I uh, appreciate y'all. Well, until next time.